This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Zanatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. I'm Dave. My name is Sabreanaya Estalia. You can call me Spray. I'm an agent of the Eladrin High Council. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. And I've got a joke. <laughs> oh, Lord. What's new? And this is Death to Fort Dishonor. Today is Friday, February 15th, and this is episode 97 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week, we had a whole bunch of things happen, and time is going crazy, so I'm going to let Tinzian catch us up on where we are. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Hey, Thorn. Yo. Did you hear about the Dark Elf that had a swimming accident? No. Yeah, he was drowning. Uh, horrible. Wow. Horrible. That's amazing. <sighs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Good evening. All right. Um, I need to sort out some things. So if everyone would take a moment and grab a uh, piece, of pen- uh, piece of paper and a pencil or whatever, I'd like everyone to draw a T <laughs> and um, have the top of the T go north-south. What would normally be the base of the T go uh, from you know the main line towards the east, somewhere just after at the intersection um, for the T, draw a circle. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. The north-south part of the T is the main passageway that the party had come down, and which contains Fluffy up on top of the ledge. The bubble is the cave where the party has been resting for the past couple of episodes uh, in terms of actual game time in the world uh, it would be one evening it and is, yeah. Just, yep. just quickly I think I've done something wrong is that is that right? <laughs> it looks like what I was thinking <laughs> that's what's waiting for us did, did, I, did, I, get it, did I get it right? I, I I love your detail work for that such a short period of time, but I, 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 know, I know you have your heart set on things, but I don't think that Xanatari's a cougar. What? Uh, what? Oh, oh snap. snap. Alright, alright, hold on. Give me a sec. Let me just, let me try and redraw this. So, the, the, the part of the take is going north-south, right? And then you've got the... the Stem of the T going east west, right? For those so, who are having audio issues, it does sound like an Etch-a-Sketch is being used. It is. So you're saying it's like a sword with a pommel, and it has a circle inside the pommel. Is that, is that what you're saying? Is, is that right? Thank you, Cesar. Yes, you are correct with your with your thought there. I like that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I love Thorne's imagination. All right. Uh, the bubble is where people have been staying, and the east-west uh, passageway is... The passageway that leads um, 
to parts unknown and is where the Earth Elemental was encountered in the last episode. For those listening in the chat channel, and possibly Cesar, who uh, was somewhat sleepy last week. Uh, Let's just say incapacitated. You okay? <laughs> he was... <laughs> yeah. Never mind. What, is, what has happened over the last couple of episodes is there was originally a rest period scheduled that uh, took place where Cesar had dreams of being a drider. I remember that. A couple other things happened. I was informed afterwards that Xanatari and uh, Thorn wanted to have some RP moments and a few other things to happen during the rest period because the party hadn't had one in quite a while. So, sort of the um, main adventure was put on hold, and I went back and revisited with the party that uh, rest period. So, everything that's happened since about episode 94 to now, again, realizing I believe 95 is the one that's dead, or 94, somewhere 94. there. 94 is dead. Uh, it's all been one evening. So where we're at tonight, starting, is the party is still in the cavern, where they were resting. The Earth Elemental is long gone, perhaps. And Fluffy is in the cavern as well, with the bracelet that shrunk him the thorn found xanatari has the ring off and uh one other clarification for the past episodes the rock fall in dead end when you pass through the you could see through the barrier that xanatari was putting up with the ring Mm -hmm. if you turned and looked towards where the party was it looked like there was a perfect dead end um as if as if you were looking at a perfect dead end wall so -hmm. there was camouflage for the party and apparently some method of concealing scent as well. So if something came west down that east-west passage towards the party, they would have looked like there was a uh, a rock fall or just a completely dead end. Nothing further to go on. So, um, how's everyone doing tonight? Great. Excellent, Amundo. Sabre, you tend to have the most origami armor possible, and I'm sure you've been packing up and things. Uh, there's been a lot to process for Sabre uh, this evening. Game time for her. Uh, where would you like to begin in terms of bringing your character on board tonight? Um. Well, I think that the last time I remember, she had gotten her armor put on and was packing away and was just kind of waiting for everyone to get situated and ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally, they all just left, Dave. When you said that, everyone <laughs> left. Everyone left. I'm the only one here. Now, based on, have out of character, having had a week to think about what Xanatari and you talked about, is there any sort of follow-up information or follow-up thoughts that you want to give to any of the party? I don't think so right now. I think we're still trying to process exactly which direction we're going to go. Um, okay. And uh, do you continue to be amazed, or what's your general emotional state regarding this party having escaped what appears to be an Elder Earth Elemental? She's still a little irritated at that, and probably (laughs) uh, 
wanting to say something, but she's kind of keeping it to herself. Okay. Uh, but she'll probably just, like I said, she'll keep packing things away and just getting ready to move. I mean, checking everything's in its right place, you know, with spell components that are blades ready to go and just kind of keeping an eye to see when everyone's kind of ready to take off as well. Okay. Cesar, you've had a bit of uh, good mechanical engineering time. Um, you've mm-hmm. upgraded Xanatari's sword. Yeah. And uh, seen a few more things that you probably weren't expecting to see tonight, but kind of seems to be old hat in some ways, perhaps. How would you like to bring Cesar in for this evening? Well, um, I think he's uh, going to be trying to make some hasty last-minute finishing touches on his new... Uh, clockwork army that was discussed in the last episode that we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, that was actually my attempt at putting into RP the Paragon Path that I chose for Cesar. I was looking into it, and I was surprised to find one that basically fit exactly what I was doing for him, despite the fact that I had not planned ahead for it at all. Um, it's called Clockwork Engineer. Uh... And it's basically you're a master of creating imitations of life from inanimate objects. And it describes things like harmless clockwork creations surrounding you, fluttering nearby, keeping you company, and many are helpers, and uh, things like that. And uh, the spell that comes with it uh, for level 11 is Clockwork Soldiers, which is why I worked on that uh, for that. So I was surprised to find that was basically spot on. It was either that or starting to turn myself into a Warforged. Oh. Uh, I, de- I debated doing that and using parts from uh, uh, What's-His-Face? From Razor. Um, that was another <laughs> choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this one fit too much. If, if that weren't here, I probably would have done that. It would have involved Cesar literally cutting off his own hand, which would have been fun. But uh, Why not? Thorn's done it twice. <laughs> mm. Um so I stuck with that one. So he's just, this is his new sort of, his spark of uh, inspiration, and he's sort of focusing on getting that ready, um, maybe doing little tests with them if, they, if he has time, but uh, basically preparing his, his creations for, you know, actual real-world scenarios. Any particular creations that he's making right now in terms of type? Um, they're all, like, the, the, the body type he was working with was kind of like your typical, like, clockwork soldier, like, the little, you know, the stiff arms and legs and marching, and, but he, as he developed, he worked more and more, he got a couple more creative ones, a couple bouncing ones, things with saws for arms and laser eyes, and, uh, they're quite a a motley crew at this point. Okay. Uh, Xenotari, how would you like to bring yourself into the... How much time would you say has passed since the Elemental uh, Encounter? Since the Elemental Encounter, probably about two and a half hours. Okay. Um, shortly afterward, I would have gone to the side of the wall where the Amethyst fell that I had pulled out uh, of it and uh, picked that up and put it in my pouch just to make sure I didn't forget it. Okay. And... Uh, Go ahead. By the way, that's that's about the size of um, maybe a fist, fist and a half of uh, a man-sized fist. Mm, nice. Nice. Oh, it's a good big chunk. Uh, again, just in case to keep people clued in as to what that was, that was one of the eyes from the elemental that you ripped out. 
<laughs> one of the many eyes that were looking at me. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, I would have that in my pouch uh, with the need to examine it um, probably a little later. Okay. And would be going back to my gear, trying to make sure that none of the mud that had been reabsorbed into the ground uh, was still on me. And I guess just packing my stuff. I, I don't think at this point I would have noticed the amulet that Thorn gave me quite yet. Um, but, but yeah, just, just getting ready to leave. Okay. Good evening, Thorn. Hey. How would you like to bring yourself in this evening? Right, well, after being Trixie yesterday, um, well, not yesterday, last episode, I should say. Well, I was Trixie yesterday, but that's beside the point. Um, I would be heading back to my bedroll, and um, given that I haven't really unpacked anything, and I basically had first watch, I don't think I've really gotten much sleep um, with all the events that have been going on. Um, so I would basically sort of prop myself up against uh, rock uh, with my pack behind me. So I would be basically sort of slacking a little bit of sleep here, and uh, so I would go and uh, prop myself up against a rock, you know, pack behind my back, and, and sort of like, sort of fall asleep, kind of like I did a couple of episodes ago, in my chair, sort of head, <laughs> <laughs> head against my chest, and and snoring, maybe um, with the newly newly shrunken fluffy across my lap, um, okay. and just sort of dozing. Uh, for the rest of the party, you'd sort of notice that Fluffy takes uh, probably a good ten minutes to get its footing for its new size. Doesn't seem to be much shock involved in terms of it. It hasn't like freaked out or anything like that. But um, there was some probably a couple humorous moments here and there. But okay, so there's Thorn. While you are resting, Thorn. And this is something mm-hmm. that you can bring up to the party however you want. But, uh, Xanatari, you can decide which of the following little bits you may have gotten because there was, you had your, um, hand up in the mud that was connected to Thorn. Mm-hmm. Thorn, you were actively attempting to communicate or open yourself up to the Earth Elemental in an attempt to find uh, a passage or some manner to get to the Drow City or compound, um, maybe a little bit safer. There's, in all the activity, you didn't hear any voices, you didn't hear any words, but as you started to close your eyes, um, or maybe as you were just kind of thinking about things, there's kind of these feelings like you're still swimming in the mud sometimes, um, or even through rock. But you're able to breathe. It doesn't feel claustrophobic. It just feels sort of like you're walking through air. Okay. And there are these pockets that... Um, open up into not rock for sake of translation, air. Mm-hmm. And then go back into rock. There are other areas where it goes from rock into air and then there's something that should be just a natural metal. Yeah. But it's not. Something has changed it. Um, okay. And your brain 
in this case, is processing it as, duh, it's a metal door. Alright. So, what you see is you're kind of walking through rock or swimming through rock. You come out, there's um, either another cave. Occasionally, there's a worked room with proper stone, you know, stone flagstone floor. Um, the walls have been hewned out. Your typical sort of dungeon room. Mm-hmm. And you do, every once in a while, get a glimpse of what looks like a massive area of air, a large, super large cavern, and it has spires going up into the um, air, and there are lights coming from a, a bunch of different spots. Mm-hmm. For those who are listening, if you go to deathtofordishonor.com, I think it's two episodes ago, Xanatari used a picture of a drow city that she found. Thinking kind of along those lines with the image that I'm trying to project here. Okay. What you do come away with, though, in terms of active knowledge, is nearby there appears to be some sort of secret door. Mm Mm-hmm. There are a number of places where there are rooms that have something extremely hot underneath them. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a... How to put it? Uh, some sort of chimney-type passage. It's, it's a rock passage uh, that goes much deeper down from where you are now that you sort of maybe think might go the path that you're looking for or lead you deeper down with less traffic. Okay. So I, I do I have like a, a sense of direction when I when I wake up? Yes. Okay. Um for the moment though just because you've been sort of tied into the elemental Mm-hmm. You're not all that keen on the hot areas, and you're not really all that thrilled with even the wide open space that you're in right now, even though you're in a fairly small cave. You kind of want to get a little bit more earth around you. Okay. So we'll say for probably the next 10, 20 minutes worth of time after you wake up, just normal game time, so at your leisure, you've kind of got this residue feeling of, you know, the elemental would rather just be in the earth. Why isn't it all earth? This is stupid. Okay. (laughs) No like. Stupid air. And, uh, Xantari, whatever little pieces of that that you want to grab for yourself, or translate for yourself, feel free to go ahead. Okay. So, um, going around the table again. Sabre. Mm-hmm. Thorns kind of napping. Everyone else is packed up. Um, he doesn't seem to be having much of a mess to get together. She'll probably make one little last check and uh, make sure everything she's got is ready to go. And then the last thing she does is in one of her pouches, she pulls out this little strip of leather with a circlet at the end of it and she draws her hair back and 
pulls this thing through it and pulls it taut. And when she lets it go, it just kind of whips around in like a six inch long catch to grab her hair so it's out of the way. And Do you whip gets... your hair back and forth? Ooh. No. No, I don't. A little level three scrunchy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's one of those snap bands. Do you remember them? Yeah. yeah. Is it a purple item? <laughs> no. No. Uh, just a blue. So, um, she'll look around and look over at Thorn, who's passed out, and just kind of sigh quietly to herself and okay. walk closer over to Xanatari and not wanting to speak too loudly, she said, so are we going to let him rest a while before moving on, or are we going to move on? <laughs> are you suggesting we leave him here? <laughs> no, but I do have a canteen full of water. Oh, well, I would reply that uh, we should give him another few minutes because his decision-making capacities when he's tired are even worse than when he's fully rested. So give him a couple minutes and then feel free to wake him up any way you choose. I'm going to back over there. Plus he gets grumpy. She gives you this horrified look worse. (laughs) You realize uh, waking him up like that is going to wake Fluffy. I thought you didn't want to go near uh, the spider in his lap. He's small. Letting it go. Carry on. She'll just kind of look over, shake her head, and walk back over to one of the entrances and kind of look out and just wait. Which entrance are you going to go to? Um, The one to the east-west tunnel. Okay. Where the elemental was. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in particular that you're going to go look for, or are you just going to kind of stand there and... Uh, she'll probably just stand there and just kind of listen, get a better feel for everything. Look fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> fabulous. By the oh, way, um, as as a as a as a blade singer, mm-hmm. is there any sort of morning or daily devotions or activities that you have to do as part of your class that the others would see? Hmm. If she were in a more open area, there would probably be some morning training she would do. Okay. But considering that that generally gets, you know, it has a lot of song and sound involved with it, she doesn't want to make any more noise than she has to down here. Okay. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) Uh, That's 12th level, I think. Okay. All right. Then... Sorry, adjusting the cat. All right, uh, Cesar. Well, having make sure everything's all oiled and and uh, and well lubricated, and also he took care of his clockwork uh, army. Uh, <laughs> There's an awkward pause there. Euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, uh, Cesar is excited and ready to try out his new. Uh, his new creation. He sort of looks around, sees that basically people seem to be ready to go. He hears Sabre mention, you know, possibly, you know, waking Thorn and uh, Xanatari admonishing him to wait a little bit. Cesar's too eager and excited, so he goes over and uh, and uh, nudges Thorn with his foot and says, Come on, get up! Let's go! Let's go. We've waited here long enough. Um, I'm, I'm gonna sort of Grown and, and 
and push Cesar uh, away um, and um, put one hand on, on Fluffy just so Fluffy doesn't like jump at him. Um, you know, God knows what the, the, the what a tired spider would do. Uh, if spiders get tired, don't know. Um, so just I just sort of push away, like <laughs> not now. Give me give me a minute. Oh, by the way, Thorne, I forgot to mention, or maybe I did, but I just forget at this point. Um, Fluffy still has his gear. It's just even though mean, like, even though it, off them. It, it 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 trunk with him. So his armor and whatnot's still yes. on him. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. He's got a whittle whittle saddle. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> so cute. If I, if you find a pocket dog, you're uh, gonna be all set. I'm going to okay. love him and feed him <laughs> and call him Flo. All right. Anything else, Thorn, for the moment? Um, no. For the most part, I basically I'm just I'm there and I'm sort of going through these motions. I guess it's almost like similar to like lucid dreaming. Um. <laughs> So uh, I'm just going through these motions, um, getting a sense for everything that's that's going on, and um, and uh, just trying to, I guess, nap a little bit and and regain some energies for the long journey we have ahead. Like God knows when we're going to have another rest period. Okay. All right, um, Xanatari. Either with the information that you have or anything else, what would you like to do now? Well, now I know that this ring, uh, some of the powers of this ring, so I don't feel the need to try to put a deceptive cover on the tunnel since we're about to move out, so I'm going to keep it on my hand. Uh, I'm very excited about my new sword modifications, so I'll probably be looking at it and uh, kind of toying with it in the scabbard. The rest of my stuff is packed up and will be standing, uh, trying not to look concerned about Thorn because he has been through a lot with the elemental and... Uh, hitting the ground and almost suffocating to death and all of those things. So uh, she continues to be sarcastic, uh, but secretly concerned, and uh, sees him begin to get up and uh, thinks about trying to urge him to do that because it's time to leave. Okay. Um, do you have your group mind link up? Mm, I think she's always aware of kind of the general tenure of people's mood but doesn't really intrude on people's thoughts, especially with Sabre here. Um, I think she'd be a little more respectful of the elves, you know, elvish races. And, you know, Cesar's always so focused on, you know, kind of running through mechanical recipes in his head that I don't (laughs) think that she'd probably get much off him at a regular time anyway. So um, probably move over where they're standing at the entrance. And, and, uh, yes, it is up, technically. Okay. Glad to Um, think you don't... uh, Glad to think... You know, or I'm glad. What, what was I going to say? I'm glad to think that you think that I don't think of anything at all. You're glad that I think that you think that you don't think of anything at all. Yes, I think that's what I meant. Well, you're sleeping. Yeah, but in the in the usual awake period. <laughs> Are you including Sabre? <laughs> say to that. <laughs> My brain hurts. <laughs> Um, are, are, are you actually including Sabre in the mind link, or is you trying to exclude Sabre from the mind link? 
it's more like an emergency broadcast system, you know, like the only time I've really ever used it is when, you know, Thorn's running through the town like a million miles away and there's explosion imminent and stuff. Otherwise, uh, you know, I don't really like intrude on people's thoughts. But yes, I would include Subray because he's part of the party now. She is part of the party now. So yeah, I suppose she would fall into that category. Okay. Thorn, may I speak for you for a moment? You certainly may. Uh, Xanatari, over the, um, however you want to call it, the emergency broadcast system, <laughs> there's, from Thorn, uh, a bit of this kind of, I don't know, itch or ping or sort of location focus on something that's a little over 100 yards down the east-west pas- passageway heading east. Um, got, something in the rock. Okay, am I feeling like I... Do I need psychically to shield him in some way? Is this like an attack, or just what kind of, when you say, ping? Um, as he was coming back up, uh, the, you know, he was starting to feel those effects a little bit, and you just kind of got this feeling that there's, um, something down there, but it's not an attack, it's just kind of a... Okay, can I determine what kind of drawn. thing this is? Is it a living creature? No. Just, his attention seems drawn to there's okay. something down that way. Uh, I guess I would turn to him and say, you know, uh, if you're awake enough, I would say, Thorn, what's going on down the passage? What are you? What are you considering? Um, I guess rubbing uh, at my face or running a hand over my face, um, just to to try and brush away the weariness a little bit. I um, and I'm sort of trying to attune my my senses to this strange feeling that I'm getting, I'd probably be staring down that, that, that length of corridor and, um, sort of absently and half-mindedly, um, you know, still with that, that sense of the earth elemental or the, the communication that I've just had, um, sort of say, we should go this way. The direction he's pointing, uh, this is the back of the cavern? What, where does he... This Where? is this is the back of the cavern. This is um, if you're looking at the T. This is on the east-west passage. Okay. Heading east out of the cavern towards parts unknown. Okay. Uh, well, I would say that's as good a direction as any. I mean, do we have a plan? I turn to Sabre. You know this area better than anyone else. Do we have a direction that we need to be heading? She'll look over and kind of arch an eyebrow. And just, well, I would have assumed that we would have taken the main highway since that would be the most probable direction they'd be in. I, I'm curious why he feels this direction is a better way to go. We all turned to them um, expectantly. With, without saying anything, I'm willing to start walking in that direction. Um, Beaver. Eloquent as ever, Thorn. I'm I'm still half awake, um, sort of. It's more of a, an instinctual instinctual reaction that you know I, everything is saying go that way. So, um, given again, like I said, my paragon path has basically turned me more has has sort of evened out the whole animal aspect to me as well. Um, I'm I'm gonna walk that way because everything is screaming go that way. So. Um, no, naturally speaking, I'm not going to ignore that that instinct and, and start walking that way. Um, 
I guess, running my hand along uh, the side of the wall, um, you know, with that urge that I should still sub be submer submerged in Earth. Um, so I'm going to walk that way, um, you know, just deliberate steps, measuring out, you know, um, until I, I get to that point where I feel that we should turn or, or dead. Well, I've reached the doorway, so I'm just going to start walking. Um, you know, and I, I guess at this point in time, I'd also have um, Fluffy sort of clinging on my backpack, sort of like holding onto it. So like a child's backpack with yeah. like a big stuffed animal, like. Well, kind of. It would basically be like, you know, when you see a spider on a wall, and it's sort of yeah. Well, in this case, the legs are sort of wrapped around the, the backpack, and it's sort of just holding onto the backpack. Um, small, it's small enough now that it, it can be carried and it doesn't have to walk everywhere. And it's almost like um, having a, a companion that can sort of leap off at any minute to, to protect me. It's the baby harness in the front that he's... Kind of. As much as I like Fluffy, this image creeps me out. Indeed. It's, yeah. Bobby the monkey with venom. It's like venom, yeah! It's... That's not no. Okay. Mm -mm. <laughs> uh, Cesar hmm? Thorns just kind of gotten up, picked up his junk. He's got the spider on his back, and he started walking off without uh, satisfying any sort of scientific uh, conclusions or theories here. Well, it, he's at least happy that he's started to move, so he's gonna um, putter along behind him and. Uh, See if he's sleepwalking, or or see if he's actually onto something specifically. Okay. Any particular plans if he's sleepwalking? Uh, smack him. Okay. Zanatari. Mm hmm. Knowing that probably, uh, Sabre will just kind of follow along and shoot cupcakes and burn fist, uh, whatever. What would you like to do now that Thorn has just kind of ignored you and walked off? Um. I'm a little confused about what he's doing, but... Um, it's new. Yeah, not new. And, as usual, um, he does a whole lot of things that end up actually not being too bad. I mean, yeah, it was dangerous and, uh, you know, uh, not good, but I ended up with a really nice amethyst out of it. So I guess I'm going to follow him and, uh, and see what he's up to now and make sure he doesn't get into any more trouble. Uh, okay. Far enough back that I'm not actually looking at Fluffy. Or, what's said in parentheses there, far enough back so that Thorn is not actually the leader of the party, oh my. <laughs> far enough Close back that if there's any traps or pits, he falls into them first. Okay. Sabre, having gotten an un in unsatisfactory answer to your question, do you take off for the main highway and ditch the party, or...? No, she'll mutter quietly under her breath and just shake her head and... She'll step back out into the main, into the passageway where Thorn went and let her eyes adjust for a moment, trying to get herself centered. Um, once she can see somewhat decently, I'd like to make a perception check to see if there's anything waiting for us in this hallway. Okay. Survey says 20 or 34. Uh, there is nothing waiting for you in the passageway. There's not even really any signs that the elemental has 
been there. There's no mud. There doesn't seem to be any cracks or crevices that have opened up from the passage of the elemental. It's, uh, you realize that there has been some work here and there to widen the passageway. Yeah. And you further notice that there has potentially within, I guess for your skills, within at least the last two weeks, there has been some movement through this passageway. So it is not a, a, uh, a dead passageway, so to speak. Okay. Did Sanitari have bird out or is she just relying on Cesar to kind of guide her along? Uh, I will have Bert out circling my head because my concern is that possibly the uh, priestess, the Loth priestess, is somehow influencing him. So even though I don't necessarily know that, and I'll roll perception for it later, I want to have the light out so I can see. Okay. Okay. She'll, uh, once she kind of gets satisfied or at least more comfortable in that passageway, she'll try to kind of pick and move along and try to get up, caught up to Thorn and just kind of try to keep pace with him to look uh, for anything up ahead or any pits or whatever he might try to fall in. Oh, um, for any of you that that feel like you would have sort of a, a magical inkling here or there, go ahead and make a uh, arcane check, please. Mm. There's possibly some knowledge you may want to know. 28 for me. 27. Okay. Uh, For plus 20. Okay. For all three of you, you'll notice that once you get approximately 10 to 15 feet down the passageway, there's a distinct feeling of a lesser amount of magic. Things seem to feel normal out here. Back in the cavern, it seemed that um, there was a growing sense of magical energy, I guess kind of like uh, if you were in a room that was filling up with smoke. All the stuff that was happening there, either due to the ring or other actions, seemed to really steep that location and make it uh, a very um, magic noticeable. Somebody walking by who is also um, either a caster or some would have some familiarity would know that something has happened in that cavern. So that cavern is now stinky, um, stinky marked. <laughs> Cesar, I think you're right. I, I, I think it's magically stinky. May not be safe. Is this just an impression, or is it actually steeped in magic? Like, is it collectible, is what I'm asking you. (sighs) Collectible in terms of going up and scraping magic into a jar type collectible, or... Well, I have a battery. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the idea, but in this case, it since it's stinky, it would not... <laughs> hey, we have Thorn, and I'm sorry, Dana, this is really picking on you tonight. We do have Thorn, and, and we've already said that he's in his wolf form and all this other stuff, so stinky stuff has never stopped us before, just saying. <laughs> True. But it has killed a minotaur at least on two occasions, so... I remain proud of that. Yes. Um... 
your battery might have some small charge from random bits that may have, have entered into it, but using it as a concentrated source to, I use air quotes, plug into, uh, no. Okay. Just but it, for probably at least Cesar, the, the, the stinky aspect would come through as sort of, this is kind of not going to be good, per se. Six out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. So, if something comes through here, they'll probably figure out that something happened. Okay. Long story short, or short story long. <laughs> uh, so everyone has followed Thorn down? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thorn, you arrive at this passageway is fairly straight. Kind of meanders here and there a little bit, but you come to a point on the left-hand side that looks like a properly solid rock wall. Mm-hmm. Kind of curve, kind of curves up. There's sort of a a uh, a curve to the wall on both sides, and your attention is just drawn to this one part of the wall, and your eyes tell you that is solid rock. Whatever you got from the elemental is basically telling you BS. Okay. Um, Thorn hurls himself at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Face first. (laughs) I'm going to, I guess, steal myself a little bit because now that my my instincts have led me this far, they basically say, don't go through. Um, like, it's not, it's not natural. Um, and yet, like, it's kind of almost like being, uh, schizophrenic, you know, um, part of me is saying, no, don't do it, you know, you will die, you know, this isn't right, it's not the way, but the other half is, like, I guess, sort of imbued with, with whatever the, the Earth Elemental has, um, said to me. Uh, or imparted to me, and it's, it's, it's saying, yes, go through this. Um, so I'm going to have to steal myself. I guess I'll roll an endurance check to, to see whether I can actually um, overcome that animal portion of myself. That's not going to be very... Okay. Uh, let's do Sabre. How about mm-hmm. you roll the d20? Okay. Against um, Thorn's Fortitude. 18. Uh, I roll off. I have a fortitude of seventeen. So, okay. So you have just barely missed. Okay. Um, you're kind of feeling indecisive there, Thorn. That, that's really close. It's really kind of straining. You want to try it again, or oh, by the way, um, even though you have not slept all that much, I'm not giving you um, that sleep deprivation penalties yet. Okay. For your hit or anything. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I will try again, um, and this time I'm actually going to see if I can put it against my will. I'm going to. It's it's more like an internal battle now, I guess. Um, Cesar, go ahead and roll a d20, please for. Okay. Thorn. Fifteen. Uh, my will is twenty-three. Okay. 
So you come out nice and solidly within your your willpower range. Yeah. So I, I guess I suppress that that um, you know, the the wild instinct, and I even though I had the hesitancy before, I'm going to keep that in mind and, and react. It was like a narrow narrow miss, so I'm not going to be super confident. I'll put my hand against the wall mm -hmm. and uh, and push with my hand to to just make sure that I'm not going crazy. Okay. Um, are you going to use any of your these skills that you may or may not have? Um, yeah, I'm going to use thievery at the same time. Um, you know, detecting any sort of, uh, I guess, hidden locks or, you know, it could be just a doorway in, in, in the mountain. Um, it could be... Um, like a trap that, that reacts to physical pressure. Um, mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to basically just make sure I see there, there aren't any mechanisms or, um, you know, deceptive traps like in the wall that I'm about to go through, uh, if I do go through it at all. So, thievery. Okay. Uh, that'll be a 19. Okay. Anybody want, sitting there watching Thorn do this, anyone want to make a perception check? Yes. Sure. Okay. Nineteen. Okay. Two. Nineteen. Nope, don't see anything. To Xanatari and Cesar, you see on this particular part of the rock, you know, in, in various areas, you see uh, very, very lightly carved um, what looks like emblems of Loth. Kind of like graffiti, not really graffiti, but um, tagged here and there on this rock face. Like frescoes? Are they cut in or just pictures? Very, very light frescoes, as if... Um, frescoes aren't cut in, but you know what I'm saying. Mm, etched in. Okay. Etched in, would that be light enough? Because it's, it's not like they, they, they carved it in so it's really visible. But there's enough that there's enough of an indentation that you could your brain would kind of go, oh wait, wait, I've seen that before. Are there cracks in this wall anywhere? Uh, not visible. Mm -hmm. Okay, Thorn, you are able yep. to find uh, using your skill. You're able to find what appears to be a hinge type area, and then moving around and inspecting some more, you're able to find a very well concealed. <laughs> Hidden catch. Um, pretty much one of the one of the pebbles or one of the rocks or something sticking out is you're able to manipulate that and uh, sort of like a, a bank vault door. This section of rock starts to kind of move out a little bit and swing open. Okay. Um, I'm going to step back so the door can open fully, and I'm not going to get crushed by it. Okay. Um, for those who have true night vision, you see that there is a purplish light emanating from within. To those who don't have true night vision, you Which is just... Me. There is just a dark space beyond the door. Go, Bert! Go thee hence! <laughs> Um, Cesar, are you okay to go for a little bit longer tonight, or? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. We are at fifty-one minutes. Okay. We'll probably we'll probably run a little long, but I just want to make sure that Seth is not okay. Um, Thorn, since you have pretty much primary control of the door right now, mm-hmm. and you've had um, a, a, a successful time opening it, um, what would you like to do? I guess um, once the way opens and I can physically see that it's a, a, a passageway, do I see it's a passi- passageway? I guess in this case I should probably roll a perception check, huh? Since Bert's in there, probably can all see everything if he allows it. Um, okay. Yeah, go ahead. It actually looks like a, a large, probably 30 by 30 room of some kind. It is a worked room. In terms of um, proper floors, the wa- stone walls definitely have been worked, and there's alcoves within the walls that you can see, and even in the doorway. And there's a <sighs> there's kind of like a purplish fungus that is covering a stone that is in each of the um, alcoves. Those of you who have true night vision will realize that that is the source of, in each of these alcoves, or these rocks, has this, that's the source of that purplish light. Okay. Um, can I roll a nature check to identify the mushrooms? Or the, the fungus? You can try, sure. Mm, I mean, it's higher fungus. than a 20. 20 21. Okay. Uh, you are not able to identify them. It's not mm-hmm. an outdoor species that you are aware of, but mm-hmm. it is some sort of natural light-giving property. Okay. Um, in this case, I guess I'm going to dismiss them then as being a, a natural, um, or a, what is it, what are they called? A, a natural, a... Bioluminescent species of the area, you know, it's local to the, to the caverns. Okay. Um, and just, I'm actually going to forge through, I'm going to go straight on through, start walking. Okay. Um, following the, the sense that I've got from the, the earth elemental again. Without a doubt, and this is, I'm just saying this for the duff factor, this stuff was clearly placed, this uh, fungus was clearly placed there. There's not a natural source for it. Um, inside, there are a number of chests. Say five. And the area, part of the area looks to be some sort of supply cache. And there is a indentation on the far northeast corner mm-hmm. of the room in the floor. And, uh, there is a increased feeling of warmth within this room, dramatically. Um, so I would recognize this as one of the areas that has the extreme heat beneath the floor. Yes. Okay. You you you, um, have, you have been you have been through this room. Okay. Um, now I guess my my usual curiosity about the chests would would also kick in as well. Um, <laughs> so of course uh. it would. You know, I'm still thorn at the end of the day. I'm not possessed or anything. So, um, I guess I'm going to walk over to one of them and uh, check for 
any hidden traps or anything like that. Um, with thievery. Uh, 19 plus 14, that's 33. Two of the chests are indeed trapped. One of them is trapped multiple times to the point that it would kill whoever triggered the trap a good seven or eight times over. Wow. <laughs> you know, just insult to in- injury. And there also, um, because of your past experiences, there's one symbol of loath that seems especially worrisome, but not for mechanical reasons. There's just something in the, the, the hair on your scruff. You know, there's 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 carvings and all on all of them of um, images of Loth, but mm-hmm. there's one on this chest that kind of for some reason gives you the willies. A super death chest. Yes. Okay, so the one that has like the suit, it, it has something in it that's amazing, and I want it. <sighs> okay. Um. Anybody in particular keeping an eye out for non-physical stuff? Cesar wants to see what's in one of the chests, too. So he's going to go up to one. Uh, Thorin, have you notified the party yet as to which one is which? Nope. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. I am going to go and stand in front of the Super Death one and... um, point out to the rest of the party that um, that I'll point out the one that is minorly trapped. Yep. So um, I'll say that one there is trapped, um, but the rest can be opened. Okay. Cesar, which one, which chest would you like to go for? Um, Cesar will take a look at the one that is minorly trapped and uh, perform his own inspection and analysis. Um... Go ahead with either your thievery or a good explanation of how you do that. Sure. Um, yeah, thievery's good. Look for something mechanical on it. Mm-hmm. I'll do thievery, and then he'll also check it for magical traps. So I'll do arcana second, but thievery first. Natural one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and uh, 32 arcana. Okay. Magical trap-wise, mm-hmm. there is nothing on the chest that you were looking at, mm-hmm. but the one that Thorn is standing next to is like Chernobyl <coughs> five, five minutes after the reactor went. That, that is some, some potent, potent juju. Okay. However, it's been a long, long time since we've had a natural one. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and this one is not trapped at all. That's good to hear. Sanitary <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, ready is the healing word. <laughs> for, those, for those who have not uh, in, enjoyed or gone back um, far enough, what I like to do with uh, a critical success is to let people describe their awesomeness and their actions, and um, the you know ma- make it a celebration. However, sometimes for critical failures, I either like to describe them myself and and put them in a proper light, or I like to turn the microphone over to someone and let them mic drop on whoever it is that failed. 
Now, since Sabre <laughs> is new to the group, I am going to pass Sabre this time. Ow. <laughs> Unless you think you have an appropriate, appropriately Sabre thing. wants to kill Sis. <laughs> oh, this, this, is your, this is your chance to talk me into to picking your name before I go to the, to the sure and the true. Uh, go to the sure and true. I would feel horrible. Thorn. It's gonna happen regardless. Thorn. Payback Finally, sweet. a minorly trapped chest. The grand architect of all things mechanical. Looking at a... Mechanical. <laughs> duh. Trap. <laughs> Sir. What right. happens to Cesar? As Cesar goes, what are you talking about, Thorn? This isn't trapped. And he opens the trap. I, th- I think it's the most mundane of traps. It's so basic and simple that he just overlooks it as part of the mechanism to open the chest. So, um, the I guess the chest would basically have a small like lever or like a, a, a small pressure plate on the actual lip of the chest. And as you basically place your hands on the top of the chest, um, it's going to do one of two things. As you open it, the pressure pad um, loses pressure, which would activate a series of small mechanisms in the top of the chest. Um, And because these are drow and lolf, and they like to use poison a lot, a series of needles would um, rapidly pulse out from the top of the chest all across the top, and um, they're all laced with uh, like a small amount of poison, and they'd like sort of ripple across the top of the the, the chest, um, you know, basically poisoning anyone who who opened the chest, letting them get their loot inside, but not letting them live long enough to uh, enjoy it. So, Are you sure, um, it's not aimed at a person standing in front of the super. Trap chest. <laughs> Ooh, that would be tricky, wouldn't it? No. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Just checking. Oh, okay. The parabolic <laughs> arch. <laughs> right in Thorn's neck. Oh, by the way, Thorn and uh, Cesar, yes. um, as, you, as you're doing this, Cesar, you hear the sound of what appears to be, uh, of, of what sounds like liquid within the chest. But go on, Thorn. Um... I think the final thing, and this is probably the most humi- humiliating thing, is that um, Drow are known for their their archery um, on occasions. They are related to the elves, after all. So a small bolt would fire out from the bottom of the chest, but not in a not directly at Cesar. It would actually be quite elaborate. The Drow that made this being um, <laughs> somewhat mischievous and having positioned the chest in such a way that the, the bolt would ricochet off a far wall and aim back, it would ricochet a few times, and then hit Cesar <laughs> in the backside um, with, this, with this bolt. Not, it's just a suction not, cup. It's not even damaging. It's just yeah, insulting. It's, it's, not, it's, it's just insulting. <laughs> so, the little flag comes popping out of the top of the chest with a bang. tiny, tiny little flag, and it waves. Yes, yeah, it, it says, bang, gotcha. Um, Acme underneath. <laughs> okay. Lol. Um, you know, putting the lol in lolf since 19. 
<laughs> Thank you for naming this episode. <laughs> All right. Um, so we we have we have uh, poison damage to deal with. Yes. Okay. So this is one of the nastier areas of town. Sanitari. Mm-hmm. Would you roll? Would you take your one d eight? And would you roll it twice? Three. And three. Okay. Cesar, you mm. take 12 points of damage. No! My face! Okay. Mm. So, everybody sees Cesar do the happy dance of what apparently is fat loot or trap just went off. Reactions from the the party. Uh, Sabre. She'll whip around and see him over there and walk over and, you know, try to make sure he's okay. <laughs> Not that she has a whole lot she could do, but... Do you want to try to burn the poison out or... Let me examine your butt. And... Yeah. yeah. We, got, we got to <laughs> amputate. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Very good. And Sanitari. I would use my healing word, minor action. Um, I would be close enough to him so that I would be within burst five. And uh, he can spend a healing surge and regra- regain an additional 1d6, which I have to roll. Three uh, to Not his hit points. I would also turn to Thorn because he just lied. We can address that after if you want, but he just lied and we all know it. Did I lie? Because he said that there was nothing on these chests. No, he said that one was trapped. I said that one was trapped. I just didn't detect it. I thought he said just the big one was trapped and the other two weren't. No, he didn't mention the big one at all. He said the the little one was trapped and the rest are fine. So he Uh, did lie about that one. Okay, okay. Cesar knows he's full of crap, but Cesar's full of poison darts. <laughs> Cesar, you may be uh, healed for most of your damage, I think, right now. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but you're going to have uh, some pretty bad stomach cramps and, and things, kind of. <laughs> you walk at the end. Sort of twitches and whatever, just from the... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. The poison is it tries to cook out unless anyone has a, a formal dispel poison Actually, spell cruising or cruising along. Does it kind of as a disease and an ill, or is it specifically poison? Okay, it's not a disease then. No, no, sorry. Okay. Um, well, Cesar keeps that in mind for later use. <laughs> Gosh, I am not curing your indiscretions. <laughs> Keep your diseases. Cesar, while, while there appears to be some degree of salvageable parts from this chest, um, that splooshing sound that you heard was apparently there was a compartment because as you opened the chest up, mm-hmm. instead of it being, um, you know, following the curve, it seems that there was a container in the lid of the chest mm-hmm. that when the trap went off, it shattered something, uh, the container. Mm-hmm. And the inside of the chest, which is lined with uh, some sort of metal, mm-hmm. whatever was in there is now swimming in acid. The contents nice. therein of the chest destroyed. Great. Okay. Um, Good thing there are five chests. 
<laughs> Cesar will send in a couple clockwork thingies to try to fish anything out. Just okay. to maybe even identify the remains of whatever could have been his. All his. <laughs> While he sets uh, to pulling darts out of his face. Okay. While you're doing that, uh, one of the first things that you find is what could have been either a map or scroll case. There was uh, some sort of weapon, and there was some sort of clothing-type items. And uh, judging from the sniffing and weird smells that you would have been used to, there was some sort of food items as well. Hmm. I think the food hits him most. It's like, <laughs> damn. All right. Uh, Sabre. Mm-hmm. You want to play with any of the chests? Uh, no, that is not her specialty at all. And seeing it, what just happened to Cesar, is she kind of tries to help, you know, make sure he's okay and not falling over or anything. She'll just look over and say, I think this is a pretty good indication we probably shouldn't mess with anything else in here. Oh, you and your drow, shy, whatever. <laughs> Subtlety? Subtlety? No. She looks at him. Uh, yes, says the man with the face full of poison darts. Uh, not anymore. Oh, wait. <laughs> Ow! There. Not anymore. Oh my god, it's just like acupuncture. My muscles are feeling just fine. <laughs> His wrinkles are a little bit smoother. No. It's all yeah. Botox. <laughs> he looks like he's dirty again. Sanitari. <laughs> mm-hmm. Having followed Thorn into the blackest depths before, but this time uh, having Cesar be the uh, victim to something, uh, reminding you the, of, of where you're actually at. Uh, do you want to play with any of the chests, or what would you like to do? Um, I don't have any trap-detecting skills uh, at all, so I don't think I'm going to be uh, useful in that way, but I would like to do an arcane check. Okay. Um, I like to kind of go between the two chests that are left, uh, the, the main one here and the one that Thorn's in front of. I know there's others on the side. And just kind of do a general, like, arcane like survey of that area. Okay. Ooh, 23. Um, you will see that the, ch the chest in front of Thorn is pretty much nuclear mm. in terms of one of the sigils. Uh, very bad juju. Then there appears to be some sort of magical something leaking out of one of the other chests. It's just kind of like there's something magical in there, but it's not like carved into the chest, but you just get a feeling that there's there's magic in this other chest. Okay. I would like to go in front of the second magical chest. The untrapped? The, well, yeah, the un... Okay. The one that's not the huge one that's like nuclear. Okay. And... Uh, that's the chest I'm interested in. I would warn the others that the one Thorn in front of is in front of is very, very bad. And uh, but that's the one I'm interested in. I don't really think there's anything I can roll here except uh, my th my thievery is horrible. Um, 
So I'm gonna basically turn a thorn and and see what he's gonna do. Because I want to get into his chest, but I know that I'll die if it's anything bad in it. <laughs> or did you want to try to open it with maybe like your sword or try to? Well, is it locked? Um, nobody's checked that yet. Okay, I would just kind of poke at the lock a little just to see if it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are, are are you poking with my sword. sword? Okay, sword. Uh, it does not seem to be locked. Hmm. All right. Uh, how close is this chest to the big one? Mm, probably about five feet away. Okay. I would turn to Thorn and say, "You're sure this chest is fine?" Um. Yes, I'm certain it's fine. And um, I've I've looked at all the chests. Um, that one there that that says there's standing in front of is obviously trapped. Well, was trapped. Mm-hmm. Care um, for you. But <laughs> and this one's fine. But uh, that that one there has nothing on it. It's it's all good. Okay. Well, then I would take my sword, um, kind of lift it just under the lid to pry it up a little bit, and uh, I would pry the lid up as I jump backwards. Okay. Um, nothing has blown up in your face. You don't hear a mechanical latching. You just sort of hear the heavy sound of. Um, a wooden chest opening and the lid kind of falling back and going kakonk. Okay. Um, but nothing, nothing blows up. There's no acid. It's just followed by quiet. Okay. Now I would go forward and look in the chest. Okay. Um, within the chest, there's a couple food items. Really? There's. <laughs> it's there's spam. It lasts forever. There's um, some what appear to be medicinal packs. Lemnus bread. Uh, and by medicinal packs, there's um, containers of different fungus. Okay. But with your training from the Kalishtar before you departed, there was a basic herbology, I'm presuming at least. And this looks similar to mix this with water or mix this with whatever and kind of deal. Um, some bandages. And there's two cloaks mm. inside okay. there. The cloaks are giving off what appear to be the faint sense. They're drawing your attention from the remainder of that arcana roll. Okay. I would pick up the uh, medicine kits and herbs and things of that nature, put them in my pack. I would pick up both cloaks. I would put one on. The other one I would wrap uh, in a ball. I have not told anyone what these are. Okay. There's also, underneath the cloaks, there's uh, three small vials. They're sealed. Oh, uh, like liquid in the vial? There are three vials. They are sealed. <laughs> um, I can't see through. They're not clear in any way. No, no, no. But... Um, Probably about five to six inches in length, very thin um, in diameter. Okay. Something uh, like a thing like a college uh, high school test tube. Okay. Can I roll? Let's see. Um. Well, I could roll a history check. I could roll a perception check. Let's go with history. Or we nature. Done that one in a while. Roll a nature check too. 
Whatever you'd like. Okay. Um, how about nature? I'm going to okay. assume... My assumption is, because of the other things in the chest, that they may have something to do with healing. So I'm going to try to check that out. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, 29. Whatever material is being used, and the uh, wax and paper stoppers would have absolutely no deterrent effect against a poison or an acid if they contained if the items within were either of those okay so they're not um aggressive like Caustic. things for aggressive yeah like yes for attacking they may be if they're magical they may be defensive yes okay uh, i would probably want to show them to Cesar. So I would bring him over. Um, the rest of it, you know, I'm putting in my pack, cloak, kind of just rolling the medical items inside as though it's a, you know, cover for them. Um, and I assume people see me, you know, taking out medical items and probably don't care since I'm the healer. And I would walk over to Cesar with the vials and um, say, hey, Cesar, look at this. Hey, Sabre. Mm-hmm. Are you um, paying attention to Xanatari? Yeah, she was kind of watching over there as she was waiting for the chest to explode. And then... Um, Orn, are you watching Xenatari at all? No, I was going to take the opportunity while everyone's distracted with Xenatari opening a chest to start work on mine. Hey, Sabre? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see part of, uh, Xanatari right now quite so well with your night vision. You uh-huh. see, like, her head and maybe an arm and a leg and a... Okay. She'll file that away for a second, but she's interested in that chest that Thorn's opening, mm-hmm. or Thorn's standing in front of. Okay. She's going to walk over there and look at it. Okay. And what are you going to do with it? I just want to look down, and what do I see? A chest. A uh, big, probably... Uh... Oh... Let's do a four by four. One of those big, not maybe four by four. Jeez, like an like a large iron bound chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those really large. I don't know. You find them in some old houses these days. It's not like a steamer chest, but it's your kind of a modified take on your classic pirates chest. You put blankets in them. Did you say there was a lot of symbology on it? Uh, whoever. Put it there as a big fan of Loth. Okay. Sabre's like, ew, don't touch it! (laughs) Is there anything that would immediately kick off her, this is really bad? Well, this is really bad, but um, you do happen to remember paying attention one day to your drow tricks and traps class (laughs) that the council was running. Yes. Um, you know, that, that, the, f- the first opening day with the syllabus was a little rocky and sleepy, but, um, uh, you do see what appears to be a potential disarm path for okay. the sigil based on symbology. Okay. But Should... you kind of don't like what you got to do in order to. Oh, how bad is it? Well, you know, there's a scale of 1 to 10, and um, they didn't cover this one on the exam because they just didn't feel that it was good for amateurs. You, 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 remember, you remember something about having to give devotion and proof 
to Lolf. There was no defense of the dark trial teacher that time, so you just no. had to do what you could. It's kind of a kind of a lot kind of a lot of ass kissing involved to uh, Lolf, yeah. and then some bloodshed. She'll look down at Thorn and she'll say, "I, I know you're probably not going to listen to me anyway, <laughs> and I know you're probably going to make a try at opening this, but I don't think you're going to find whatever's in there worth what you're going to have to go through to do that." Um. I'm going to look at Sabray and ask directly, do you know how to disarm the sigil on this? Yes. Tell me what I need to do. Tell me why. I believe what's inside this chest could help us. For what's to come if we're to take down this drow empire, uh, this drow kingdom, we need what's in this chest. Mm. <laughs> She'll say... I don't, you, you really don't know how bad it is. I'll tell you, but it's worse than you think. I'm going to be a little bit uncharacteristic, and I'm going to try and um, reassure Sabray, um, and probably give away a little bit of myself and say, I've had brushes with dark gods before and come out fine. Some of your limbs, not so much. <laughs> he doesn't need to know that. Clear <laughs> <laughs> versus knowledge versus character. Um, she'll think over it for a second, and then she'll guide him through the disarmament process. If you've still got your mind link up, she's not happy at all. I'm going to watch this and see what the discernment process entails. By the way, Sabray, mm -hmm. one, one part of this process, um, you may have caught the professors or, you know, we call them professors, whatever, but yeah. the instructors for this area kind of having side chats, uh, very whispered, hushed side chats about the time someone tried re-undoing something like this. Mm -hmm. And this perfectly well-meaning person um, wound up killing a number of students very soon after. Oh, well, I wish you'd have told me that like twenty seconds ago. <laughs> you know, these things, these things, these things come back again. You know, the underwater basketball <laughs> class was a little more exciting. <laughs> You're kind of dredging, dredging back to, you know, before you could light your fist on fire. It's uh, She's probably going to try to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Whether or not she helps him or not. She'll go ahead and help him. Okay. Okay. Um, what is going to be needed, and we will cover this in the following episode, but... Thorn, your homework assignment is going to be to come up with a high mass for Lolf that you will need to perform on air. Not too detailed, please. Within, you know, a good, reasonable amount for RP. And uh, you probably wind up having to work with um, Sabray offline to get uh, that player's comments. Yeah, this, this is great. 
Dave's excited about this. And, there, and there, there's, there's, there's going to be some bloodshed involved. I, I, will, I will give you guys that much, but um, there will have to be something worthy of the love-hate benediction to, to show your devotion to Lolf. Daniel's going to single-handedly start up the whole thing again of parents convinced that D&D is, is satanic. satanic. I know. Let's, let's, let's do this no, very no. carefully. No, you don't, don't, don't need to be like, you know, this, that, and get the whole satanic thing going. Lolf-tanic. It's just, <laughs> what, what would be involved with that sort of thing as an <laughs> RP? Lots of eyes think, of think, think of that sort of as an RP avenue without Basically, like, uh, what sort of chants and stuff I would need to do to um, unlock certain sigils, like certain key phrases and stuff to to work through to like the core of the lock. Yes. Okay. So um, not not so much a mass, just like a a a, a ritual or practice that would have to occur in order to disarm the sigil. Yes, but it would inv- it would okay. involve you know basically kissing pulse butt. And I will okay. warn you, there is a chance along with this line that there is an alignment change that could be imposed. <laughs> well, it's it's necessary, given that at the moment I'm still neutral and I have yet to choose. Right. But there 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 could there is the potential for a shift. Okay? Alright. Um but we will cover that. Xanatari, please take us out of this wonderfully long episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4desada.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews and relationships between gamers with absolutely no masses of satanic parts. Join us for a worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. Also, chat room, if you are new, feel free to subscribe. We do this every Friday at 10.30. And thank you, Hold the Line. Um, for those in the chat room, Hold the Line has a cool campaign going on called We Are Gamers. You can find out more at holdtheline.com. It's take videos of yourself to prove you are not stereotypical, like a dude in his basement in his 30s. Pretty cool. So anyway, um, thank you, chat room, and we will see you not next week, but the next and make sure to not play next episode backwards. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. Don't play the next episode backwards. <laughs> Which don't. reminds me, I, sh- I should probably go get my robe laundered, huh? <laughs> no satanic masses, damn it. <laughs> Good night. RP only. We don't need another book out. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to signalsmedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? Sound a little bit weird. It's yes, got st- stop doing that. Please, please stop stroking it. That ain't right. Well. Hey, shut up! Okay. I'm recording a.
D&D live play <laughs> podcast up here. I'm playing respect. Ryan, the nerd up here. Damn it. Don't. What? Why are you coming over here? Stop. Get off my lawn. Next time I'm I, taking the sword. I've got foam and PVC here. I will develop a LARPing contest. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Right, so where was I? <laughs>